There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, blessed be to the alcohol fries. A dish of those fries, please, good sir chef of the dries. Uh, welcome ye and welcome thence to the moon underwater for the week in pubs. And I'm here, sober as a jay, um, overseeing a lot of upkeep. Um, that's needed to be done in the moon underwater. A lot of cleaning. Uh, now the uh, the long sober hours are upon us of janvier, as they call it in France. Um, but sitting there, and I have to say, not doing his fair share of scrubbing, and nor should he, because he doesn't work here, but he does spend a lot of time here, is the lovely Robin. Hello, Robin. Hello, John. Hello to you, and I can barely see you from all these alcohol fry bottles and deliveries we've had. I really am, yeah. Yeah, and that's alcohol with a K in the German way. Yes, indeed. Why you say fries. I'm currently supping on an Erdinger alcohol fry grapefruit, and my, it's a spectacular taste sensation. Really? I mean, because you're not a fan of fruity beers uh, that are alcoholic, really, are you? No, but this tastes like a sort of... I, if you hadn't told me it was beer-based, I'd have thought this was just a delicious kind of um, sugary drink, really. Like a fruit energy drink. It's like a fruit energy drink. Yeah. It tastes a bit like a nice Barocca. Oh, okay. Mm. Good. Does it have the same uh, side effects of Barocca? No, I don't think it does. Um, a frightful shock in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't give you a frightful shock in the morning. Um but Robin, how are you doing in this um, arid? What's French for dry January? Le Janois dry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, le sec janvier. I, fa- I remember finding out um, a while back that every European language has a different phrase for builder's bum. Oh, le ray de maçon in French, the crack of the mason. Oh, the Mason's Crack. Yeah. That would be quite a good name for a pub. It really would. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing dry January as we as we as we're speaking now. It's the ninth, so nine days. That's in the um, the other realm calendar. Yeah, pre Gregorian. What is it? What is it in the correct realm calendar? The Julian calendar. It's the uh, what the um, seven and twelfth uh of January. Is the seven and twelfth of January, or is it the? Um, the Twent of Martoba. <laughs> it might be the Twent. I think it's the Twent of Martoba. Twent's a nice word. I've got Days Lager here. You ever try that? I've seen it in Tesco's, mate. Yeah, they do a, they do a lager and a pale ale. I'm going to try this lager, actually. The pale ale was nice. Mmm. Well, that's very good. It's very kind of um, citrusy. And it has got a very like long kind of hoppy aftertaste, which is nice. But do you know what I really like? The Bud... 
the bud alcohol freeze? Um, well, Robin, I don't know if you've ever tried Budweiser, but um, the actual Budweiser <laughs> tastes like it doesn't have any alcohol in it, actually. But that's my point, in a way, yeah. that it's like, it's a, it's a crap beer, and so you, you, you can't tell the difference. And there's a difference between crap beer and beer that doesn't taste nice. Do you know what I mean? Oh, tell me more. Well, like, Bud's a crap beer, but it doesn't taste bad. Oh. You know what I mean? Tell me less. (laughs) So, like, the Bud, uh, is it called Bud Zero? I just want to check. Yeah, it is. And I like the fact it comes in a white can. It's very chaste. But I think these kinds of things, the design is important uh, with non-alcoholic beers. Drinking a pint is really important psychologically in pubs, I think. For a lot of people. Well, you were telling me in the other realm about an incident you had. So why don't you why don't you talk us through that? Because also, shout out to all the listeners uh, doing Dry January. Um, hope you're starting to feel the Benos. Mm. Um, I had a bit of a run up. I've been sans cans for a while now. Yeah, well done. And I have to say, I'm. I, it's like I've been photoshopped. <laughs> yeah, it is. You look fresh. Your skin is radiant. It's radiant. Yeah. Um, yeah, well done. Yeah, no, I, I I went out on Saturday night to just try and find a quiet drink. And I ended up in the Plough, East Dulwich's most liminal pub. And I had uh, two bottles of non-alcoholic lager, which so I could have it in a pint glass. <laughs> and it cost £10. Oh! Over £10. So I paid for a t- I got a t- my first £10 pint. Come on, pubs. Well, no. I, I mean, mean c- well, no, actually, come on. <laughs> because Don't blame the pubs, though. Well, I am blaming the pubs a bit because uh, non-alcoholic beer is cheaper, mm. right? And I think you've got to give a decent option. I mean, 10 quid for a pint is insane. Yeah, but I mean, bottles are expensive. So if you were drinking two bottles of lager and pouring them into a pint glass, it would also be very expensive, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, but it would still be substantially cheaper than um, than like if you're getting a bottle of Bex. You know, a Bex Blue should be significantly cheaper yeah, than a Bex. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, yeah. Because there's knee tax on it. Yeah, well, interesting. Didn't know that. Well, there's less tax on it. Fewer tax. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was I, <laughs> that was a joke because you you said it. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you were talking about the tack, like a carpet tack. Anyway, no. Um, yeah, I went to a pub that I think might be one of the best pubs I've ever been to. Mm. But I went there on New Year's Eve, so you know it was, it was busy, but it wasn't like Kablamo busy. Mm. Um, and it was the Southampton Arms on. Uh, Kentish Town. Oh yeah, Road? we've discussed this before because I went. Have we? Yeah, I went there to before I saw Turnstile at the Forum. It's a fantastic pub. It's a superb pub. It's got eighteen hand pumps, mm. um, a mixture of cider and beer and ale and and porter and all that stuff. And um, it's if you go on their website, it's, I really like it. It's a sort of basic page, and they give a mobile number. Yeah. But the mobile numbers for emergencies only, <laughs> right? And th- you click through, and it tells you what constitutes an emergency. <laughs> but two of the things they say don't constitute an emergency really uh, touch on stuff we've talked about on um, the Moon Underwater, 
So firstly, this does not constitute an emergency, which is someone calling to say, can you put little reserved signs on the table so me and my mates can turn up when we feel like it and insist that existing customers move somewhere else so we can sit down? Piping. Slamo! Yeah, piping hot. And um, uh, the other one is, hi, uh, I'm a brewery salesman and we have some bitter called Hole in One. It's a golf slash sexist innuendo-themed brown beer with a whopping <laughs> 20 grams of fuggles in every brew. Do you want to buy some? We deliver on Friday evenings at six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah, uh, do check out the Southampton Arms. Um, we sat in the garden for New Year's. Um and it was nice because you could hear, because it's sort of in a residential area. Well, there's lots of like houses all around. You could you could hear like a c- cacophony of slightly out of sync countdowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a sort of an experimental um, music piece. Yeah. I remember the New Year's Eve um, before 2020. And I think it was in the, the Lordship pub. But the, they basically did a countdown. And the, the, like the, it, when it was out of sync, like you were saying, and, and um, there was like ten, nine. Oh no, it's, ha- it's it's already there. It's already done it. Like that. I thought it was an auspicious start to twenty twenty. But I wanted to say about a great pub I went to because I did a little pub crawl with my girlfriend um, for her birthday uh, in the week between Christmas and New Year, and we went to some. Have you ever been to the Queen's Head in Piccadilly? Uh, tell me more. Well, it's like you. It's in one of the busiest parts of London. Like, you're, you're a stone's throw from M&M world. Yeah. You know, it's so busy, but it manages to be, like, incredibly tucked away and still feel like a little local pub in just one of the busiest bits of London. It's really stunning. What? I've never even seen that before. Yeah, it's such a nice pub. I was always looking for good pubs around there when I worked in Leicester Square. Yeah, that's great. I loved it. We also went to the Harp which is great, the Seven Stars and the Cheshire Cheese. And then we got a train home and went to the Blythe Hill Tavern. The Queen's Head. Come on, John. Let me think about this. I need to I need, I need. to see a better view. I don't think... I don't think I have been there. Oh, oh we should definitely go, because it's like... It was a totally magical feeling to, to you know, be in one of the busiest bits of the city and to turn a corner and it just appearing out of nowhere, you know. There is a pub I right round there that I have been to quite a lot. Oh, the Lyric. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, which is a nice pub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, team, let us know how you're getting on with dry janvier or janvier sec, uh, as they say in France. Um, let us know your recommendations, because I'm going to proffer this, Rob. I'm going to say it's actually quite hard to find a bad non-alcoholic beer these days. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, although, you know, your Bex Blues and your Heineken Zeros are not great. but you still... I don't mind a Heineken Zero. I do mind a Bex Blue. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but also, I've got, I, well, I haven't got into it, but I have had no Seco. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you ever tried this? I've got Thatcher Zero here. I've never had Thatcher Zero. Do you want me to give it a, a little... Uh... Give it a swig and let us know the results. Because I think alcohol-free ciders are kind of easier to achieve, surely. Well, it smells like ruddy cider. I wonder what goes on to make an alcohol-free cider that that is different mm. to making sort of sparkling apple juice. 
That's lovely because it's got a really nice bitter finish. Uh, so it's, it, it's not too sweet like a sweet apple juice or like sweeter cider. So it's that's pretty good. Liking it. I'm going to have ten of them. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I heard a very plainful sigh for the mist, Robin. Um, it really did catch me unawares and... I have to say, I I then wept, um, but I I do trust that the mist man didn't wasn't overcome with emotion. Well, you, there was a, there was a tear rolling down his cheek. There's, I'm not going to lie. And then did that evaporate into mist, and you accidentally sighed for that? <laughs> well, w- weirdly, that was also a mist mail. Uh, yeah, but it's got the vapor from the, the the mist man's own eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really beautiful. Yeah, big sack of mist. Um, today, thanks so much for writing in and thanks for listening. Got a great one in here from Callum, age 26 and a half. Love it. <laughs> he says, Hi, John and Robin. Long time listener, first time mister. In 2022, I set myself the goal of visiting 150 different pubs. Working title, The Lost Pastime. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Sounds like a good book. And below, in the style of Spotify Wrapped, are the final results. So he's basically made an image which looks like one of those Spotify-wrapped kind of images which shows his top pubs and his top pints of 2022. Oh, nice. So 
It's very, very good. He says, um, in total, I visited 186 different pubs across London, Manchester, Liverpool, Dublin, Oxfordshire, Brighton, Tunbridge Wells, and Rye. Living in Hackney, the list and the map that I created to accompany this are very London-centric. However, trips to Dublin, Manchester, and Liverpool were undertaken to try and redress this. As a history teacher, all of these trips to the boozer, and they are all boozers, taprooms, bars, etc., did not count toward the total, were taken solely in service of serious research into British social history. My five standout establishments, five most frequently supped pints, and a picture of the celebratory pint of Hophead at pub number 150, the Seven Stars, which I just mentioned, in Hoburn, purportedly London's oldest pub. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Dating from 1602. Um, uh, can be seen on the attached infographic. So we'll we'll post that uh, on the Moon Underwater Social Club. There's some, some faves in the top pubs. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go through. He says, The wonderful John Kavanagh's The Grave Diggers in Dublin took the top spot, largely due to its perfect pint of plain, with Walsh's of Dublin also gracing the top five. Blythe Hill Tavern in Catford, one of our faves, took the number two spot. My shout for best Guinness in London, while Dalston's finest, the Army and Navy, secured London's second inclusion. Don't know that one. No, me neither. Manchester's beautiful, the Peveril of the Peak. Oh, the Pev, the, the Pev, five. the Pev. The P of the P. Uh, copious pints of Guinness, Guinai, of varying quality were consumed. While I look forward to exploring more of the UK's finest pub offerings in 2023, I won't be trying to find another 150 unique establishments for health, cost of living, and concerned mother-related reasons. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to hearing from even more of the wonderfully diverse voices you seek out in the new year. Yours in pubs. That's great, Callum. Oh, thanks, Callum. That's lovely. And this superb, superb achievement. 186 pubs. Great pints as well. Pale Fire. What's Pale Fire? I'm sure I've had Pale Fire. Named after the Nabokov book. Uh, We've got another one in here from Tom. Pub Terranian Homesick Blues, like it. Afternoon, John and Robin. Love the show, chaps. As a Brit, recently emigrated to rural Sweden, where pubs of any description are few and far between, it does a great job of scratching that itch. It has also inspired a little side project I've begun this year. Each week, I'm challenging myself to design signage for a fictional pub bar whose name must be drawn from the lyrics of classic records. Mid-60s Dylan is obviously a rich vein, but I was initially struck by Leonard Cohen mentioning the monkey and the plywood violin in his 1988 track, First We Take Manhattan. What an incredible name for a pub. Anyway, I would love to know if you or your listeners have any suggestions. You can see the results on Instagram at pubterranean underscore homesick underscore blues. Yours in pints, Tom. What a great endeavour. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean... The uh, the Nick Cave album, The Boatman's Call, would be a nice name for a pub. Oh, yeah. Like a harbourside pub. The, the ones I thought were pubs that are actually mentioned in songs. So in Cry Baby Cry by the Beatles, John Lennon talks about the bird and bee. Oh, nice. So that would be good. And the other one I thought was there's a great Scott Walker song, Two Weeks Since You've Gone where he says, I could read all my sadness in faces I knew down at Kelly's Bar last Friday. So Kelly's Bar could be good for the Scott Walker. But he, but he's, he's actually using lyrics to create the pub name. There's got to be some great um, pub names in Joanna Newsom lyrics, I'd say. Monkey and Bear, that could be a good pub. What about, um, there's that 
Be Good Tanya song, The Sorrow and the Damage Done. That's a bit bleak, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's good. Yeah. What about the... Ne- oh, no, that's heroin. Oh, what's... The Needle and the Damage <laughs> Done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, do send any of your uh, lyric-based good pub names to pubterranean underscore homesick underscore blues on Instagram. Or just chuck them over here. Send them in the mist formation. Mm, please do. We've got one more mist here uh, from Stella and Ben in Cambridge. Dear Johnny JR and Robin, I thought you might be interested to hear of a recent publican odyssey undertaken in Cambridge. Our story begins in sunny Cambridge, 2021, where myself and my partner, both PhD students at the university, met at the Fort St. George on the banks of the River Cam. As our relationship developed, so did our frequent trips to the pub, and one boozy night it was decided that it would be good fun to try and visit every pub in Cambridge. Having found a list of all the licensed venues within the city, we excluded restaurants, social clubs and bars, hotels... Where the line between pub was blurry, we deferred to how the establishment self-defined, and any that didn't call themselves a pub were scrapped. We were then left with a list of 94 pubs and just over a year to complete them in, before we would run out of PhD funding and be forced to leave the extremely expensive city. I am delighted to report that a day before we moved house, we had a dissatisfying pint in a beef eater and can now proudly proclaim that we have had a pint in every pub in Cambridge. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's great. Highlights include the Empress, the Free Press. Ah, yes, we've, we've been, been to, to the, the Free, Free Press. Press. Yes, great. and the Blue Moon. Yes, we've been, been there. The as well. I must also give a shout out to the pub Cat Iris at my local, the Corner House. There were also some testing moments, of course, such as the very questionable pint of Guinness in the Dobblers Inn and some dodgy clientele loudly debating their pornographic tastes at the Earl of Beaconsfield. Yeah, that sounds weird. In any any case, our extensive research confirms our hypothesis that Cambridge is, in fact, one of the great pub towns. We now leave the city with our doctorates still incomplete, but with the pride of our public accomplishments. Thanks so much for all the joy your podcast has brought us. Yours in pints, Stella and Ben. Oh, thanks, Stella and Ben. And and that Stella you think is a person or just Ben writing with some cans of Stella? <laughs> that would really that would be a kind of like sixth sense twist at the end, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. Yeah, great. Well, we're going to be tracking um, the highs, the lows, the mediums of dry January. So let us know how you're getting on. Uh, Let us know your experiences of being out and about. And also, perhaps your your view of pubs seen through new eyes, with eyes and new. Yes, with with, but without a dry with with without a dry eye in the house. No, we don't want you to be crying. No, but uh, your your view of pubs and new. With new eyes and alcohol fries. Yes. And as ever, the email address is john at moonunderpod.com. And fare thee well, a vast amidships to you and Godspeed. Farewell, farewell.